Hello and welcome back to What Happened Gaming Edition. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we do have a few stories I wanted to talk about from the gaming industry this week. Since we are done with E3 coverage, we can get into our regular pattern, which will be a lot like my old podcast, What Happened, if you ever listened to it, which was, it ran as me simply going over a story and then giving my thoughts about it. Pretty simple. So, let's start with the first story. First up is Nintendo announcing the Switch Lite. For months now, there have been leaks and rumors about two new Switch models, one being a stronger and more powerful Pro model, and the other being a smaller and cheaper alternative. Well, Nintendo announced one of them, the Switch Lite. The Switch Lite is smaller than the original Switch with a 5.5-inch screen compared to the original's 6.2-inch, but the resolution stays the same at 720p. The Joy-Cons on the side are also non-removable and does not have HD rumble, but it does have a proper D-pad on the left side. The biggest feature missing from the Switch Lite is the one that gave it its name in the first place. It cannot use a dock to connect to the TV. Another feature that has been removed is the lack of a built-in kickstand, which though makes sense as you're supposed to be holding it in your hands at all times as the Joy-Cons are attached. Since the Joy-Cons are attached, there will be some games you will be unable to play unless you have additional Joy-Cons, and this includes 1-2-Switch and Super Mario Party. For other games that will have this issue, Nintendo has said that they will add a warning to games on the eShop, and there are already labels on the back of physical games saying if the game works in, quote, portable mode, which most games already do. So when does this come out? The Switch Lite will come out September 20th, and will cost $199. $99 cheaper than the regular Switch. It will come in three colors with gray, yellow, and turquoise as the options. There will also be a limited edition Pokemon version based on the legendary Pokemon from Pokemon Sword and Shield. This version will be released on November 8th, the same day as Sword and Shield coming out. So for me, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for a cheaper Switch to jump in, and this might be the one. I don't mind not having a TV function because I already have a PS4, so it's not a loss for me. I think the price point is also great at $200, and it is going to kill it this holiday season. Let me tell you from first-hand experience working at Target during Black Friday. The first year the Switch was out, there was no deal. Just simply placed next to the other consoles and had a doorbuster sign next to it, but the deal was simply that it was in stock. So still full price at $300. By the end of the weekend, the Switch was sold out just like the other consoles. But again, it was $300 compared to the other consoles going at $200, $250 with games. So now they were going to offer a cheaper one. Parents will be all over that. I personally have had to deal with a lot of parents asking games for DS, Wii, and now the Switch. So they also ask what console, which version to get, and all that. They will go for, hey, this one's cheaper, but still plays the Switch games, so, you know, your kid won't be out of date. They will buy so many of them. My only issue is the screen size I feel may be a bit too small, but I'll have to try it out in person to see how it is. If I were to get one, I'd probably get the gray one or the Pokemon Special Edition. That one actually does look pretty cool. The next story is Blizzard is making changes to Overwatch by adding a role queue and an aim to make it more balanced. The way the system will work is before a match you will select what role you want to play, with damage, tank, and support as the three options. Once you've selected a role, you'll be put into a match and select a character from that role, with each team being made up of two of each role. The new system will be rolled out to both competitive and quick play, with the only mode not having this is quick play classic. The reason for this being implemented is to balance the game as players have noticed it getting worse and worse over time and have asked for changes. The new system, in theory, should make matches more competitive, balanced, and fun. Blizzard will also be changing the stats of some of the heroes so that they fit better within these roles. The system is live now on a test run for PC and will roll out to everyone on September 1st. So I have not kept up on the Overwatch community over the past year, so I'm not sure how bad it actually is. But just staying in touch with the news, this is something I have heard of, especially in the esports competitive section where a lot of teams were using the same method and it was making matches less fun to play and to watch. If that is what it looks like at the top of the top, 
then it would make sense that it was a widespread issue and should be fixed. And look, this is a topic for another time, but Blizzard cannot mess up these days. Ever since the mess up last year's BlizzCon, the fans have really turned on the studio, and you can't blame them for how everything's been handled. Now, with the rumors of an Overwatch 2 being announced at this year's BlizzCon, they need to keep Overwatch up and running, and in good shape. Because if they let it fall apart, how can you expect fans to be excited for a sequel and ask for more money? The last story we have is GTA Online is finally opening up their casino. It has been a while since the last big update for GTA Online came out, but Rockstar is back with another update, and it's a big one, as it opens up the casino. The casino is called the Diamond Casino and Resort, and actually replaces the current casino in the game that is under renovation. This new casino is bigger and more flashier with room for a lot of new activities. So what can players expect with the casino? There will be multiple types of gambling, including blackjack, poker, roulette, slot machines, and horse betting. These games will be getting a new currency, casino chips, which can be earned and bought with GTA Cash, with the limit being 20,000 chips or 50,000 if you are a VIP member. You can exchange chips every 48 hours, which is one day in GTA Online. The exchange rate for the chips is $1 equals one chip. At the top of the casino is the penthouse, which is a new property for players to buy. The penthouse can be customized to have an infinity pool, media room, spa, among other amenities. By buying a penthouse, players are also given a VIP membership to the casino, which will offer services such as valet parking, limo service, and access to the VIP lounge in the casino. To top this all off, there are also a series of missions players can do after buying the penthouse that resolve around helping the casino owner defend it from a rival who wants to buy it. As per usual for GTA Online updates, the cost of all this will not be known until the update is out, leaving players not knowing just how much they have to pay to access this. The Diamond Casino and Resort update is already available on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, having been able to play some of it, I do have some thoughts about the update. The price for the penthouse is okay. It is a couple million dollars, but that's per usual for any other property. And you can go pretty cheap if you don't want any of the stuff like the spa room, media room, and all that. So, it's not crazy expensive, but it's not cheap either. But overall, it's a solid update, and the gambling is fun, the penthouse is nice to have. Uh, I also do really like the quality of life improvements, such as you cannot be passive if you are in a weaponized vehicle. Thank God, because trying to run businesses in that game and deliver goods was harder thanks to assholes who did that. And look, if you want to fuck people over with your weaponized vehicle, fine, go ahead. But the sellers should have the right to defend themselves properly, and not be like, oh well he's passive and catching up to us, I guess we'll wait for him to blow us up. My main criticism though, is Rockstar's handling of the update. See, since you can use GTA Cash to get chips, and due to other gambling laws in different countries, players around the world were disappointed in finding out upon going to the casino that they were not able to gamble due to their country's laws. I do like how Rockstar likes to be secretive about the details of the DLC, as it makes everyone on release day try to figure everything out, what you can do, what you can't do. But I really do think they should have made a list of which countries would not have the main function of this update available to them. Because when the trailer came out last week, it got everyone hyped up. The casino was finally open. We've asked for years. And it was a good trailer. But then you have people excited the entire week, only to log on, go to the casino, be like, nah, can't gamble. So, in that sense, I'm a little disappointed in how Rockstar handled it. And this is a unique situation thanks to the gambling laws, because up until this point, any update, anyone can do anything. Right? And you're not cut off on content. But this is the first update where a lot of content is cut off for a lot of people. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode of What Happened Gaming Edition. Let me know your thoughts about the stories here on Instagram, at Tyler Callahan Media. A link to it is in the description. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.